0: Hey guys, welcome to Better Late Than Never. You're here with Cassie, Alice, and Tanya for our weekly night chats. So sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy! Hello. We're back. It's been four weeks. So I've said on our story that we will be gone for two weeks, but we ended up being gone for four weeks unintentionally
1: yeah so basically this episode is dedicated to telling you guys what we've been up to because we owe you guys one (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. any guesses
1: who wants to reveal what we were doing
0: you patient zero
1: (laughs) so we had covid (laughs) just put it out there
0: the whole flat except julia because she was vaccinated yeah yeah just to preface we're not like irresponsible people Uh uh-huh Um, We always sanitize and wear masks all the time. And literally, I'm like a germophobic. And we literally don't know why this happened to us. And getting COVID is like the (laughs) last thing that I would think that would happen to me. And it was a total nightmare.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess because Mercury was on retrograde during that time. Of
0: course. It was definitely Mercury's fault. We just got bad luck. Yeah, we. I think we just had bad luck. And then like, if you guys don't know, in England, a lot of people are already partying, like going to clubs or just like, you know, having their own house parties. Mm-hmm. And then we don't go to those ever.
1: This story is quite depressing, to be honest. Like, I feel <laughs> like I've told it so many times. I promise this will probably be the last time that I'll be telling a story. It's just such a unique experience that... I felt the need to share it to people around, although people around me all got it too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, how should we start? Should we start from the beginning? Yeah. I also hope this
0: is the last
1: time I will be
0: talking about this because it's such a bad experience. So, yeah. Yeah. We can go. We can start from the beginning. So, initially, obviously, we wanted to do a nice trip as a reward for ourselves mm-hmm. for completing our year. You yeah. know getting all done so we went to london and um initially we were all feeling very good it was a nice very nice first day we had in london but yeah explain what we did and explain what we did i don't even remember what did we do what did we do i don't know we went on the cable cart and that's all i remember i went to chinatown
1: canary war we tried a lot of food i think we were mostly outdoors actually we were walking a lot we walked a lot
0: yeah Oh, we had the chicken wings,
1: yeah, yeah, we had a
0: lot of food. We tried that new korean what what we called corn dog place,
1: corn dog, yeah, oh right, and it was
0: so good. I would recommend. Good. Wait, what was the chicken wing shop called? Wingstop. Wingstop was so good. It was so good. So the, good. The garlic butter. Garlic parmesan, yeah.
1: Oh, I like the mango one more.
0: Honestly, all of them were amazing. I feel envious now as an English person. I want more Wingstops.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, we just ate a lot on the first day and stuff. It was a nice day. Yeah, it was a nice day, basically. But from my perspective... Okay, it was... An amazing first day because obviously I was very excited about this trip for a long time. But for some reason, I felt super tired and my throat was so dry. So dry to the point that I felt like I could pass out any second. And maybe partly because we didn't have water for um, half a day or something, but I've never felt this way. And I was so tired and I was not talking a lot. And I felt a bit guilty because I was like, finally, we went on this trip and I'm not as energetic as I usually am. Like what's going on with me? So I felt really bad about it. And then by the end of the night, when we went back, to the hotel room we were eating wings I felt like I was gonna seriously pass out because I was so 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 tired so extremely tired yeah it just felt a bit off to me because my throat just started feeling more and more sore and then before bed, so before the trip, um, one of our friends, she brought a pack of lateral flow kits for us to test ourselves if anything happens. So before bed, I told her, I was like, um, I think we should do a test tomorrow morning. And she's like, yeah. Okay. So that's our first day. <laughs> concluded
0: <laughs> okay and then from my perspective and tanya's perspective because we both were sleeping in another room yeah we were like you know just happy and excited for the next day and then we woke up very early to do our makeup it's like six thirty or something <laughs> i think i did my wake- makeup for like an hour and then suddenly Julia, our flatmate, she knocked on our door and she came in and she's like, you guys need to do a COVID test. We we're like, what? Why? What the fuck? Like we've never done a COVID test. So before the, this trip, I've never done a lateral flow test because I was just like very careful. I was indoors all the time. So I didn't think there was a need to do it. But now thinking back, I should have done it. Like I didn't yeah. know that we could do mm-hmm. this at home. Yeah. But yeah, I've never done one either. Yeah. Anyways, she just said, you guys need to do a COVID test. When I heard I was like shot why do we need to do a COVID test and then she was like Alice has COVID I was like oh shit 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 Ah! (laughs) and then we went to her room and then um, we all did a COVID
1: test which was probably a pretty bad idea you guys coming to the room yeah why
0: did we do that I was stupid
1: yeah you guys probably should have stayed in a room
0: yeah but to be honest like the day before (laughs) like obviously because we're flatmates and stuff we like we share stuff so it's yeah what was your reaction, Tanya? I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't really thinking that much. So, I don't know. There wasn't much feeling. I was like, oh. Yeah, for me, I was shocked. But, like, I wasn't so scared or anything. I was like, oh, shit. And I was also like, why would this happen to Alice? Because Alice is literally the most careful person yeah, of all of us. She literally. sanitizes everything. <laughs> she she carries a alcohol bottle and uh-huh. she sprays it on everything before she sits down or, like, eat. It's literally mask on second she leaves the room. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the safest. So that's the last person I would think that would have COVID of all of (laughs) us. And then she was in the bathroom because she had COVID. And then (laughs) Alice, do you want to talk about
1: that? You talk about it from your perspective first.
0: Okay. So for me, I was shocked, but I was like, okay, stay calm. Because it's not going to help if I freak out or anything. And also getting COVID in England is kind of like a flu now because so many people have it. So I wasn't that, that scared. I was trying to like calm Alice I was like Alice is gonna be fine but then like Alice was really scared because she I mean obviously you don't want COVID no one wants COVID and we talked about COVID in our first episode and we talked about how we just don't want to have it because we really don't know how it's gonna affect our health in the long term how ironic (laughs) yeah 30
1: episodes later yeah
0: yeah and then Alice was crying in the bathroom I was like, oh shit, this is really bad. Because I would be crying as well. Because I would feel like very bad because I was in contact with everyone. Yeah. It's really not your fault because you really can't control it. You are the most careful person out of everyone. And so I was just trying to calm you down. And then we went back to our room, I think. Yeah. All the people who were negative gathered around in me and Tanya's room. We just sat in a circle. We stood in a circle and then we tried <laughs> to like figure things out. Someone was on her notes, um, writing down all the options that we could do. Yeah, we were
1: all very calm. Uh-huh. Tanya, do you want to add anything?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: So I guess it's my turn. So... The next morning, it was so hard for me to wake up that day. Normally, I'm a morning person. I wake up early every day, at least during that period of time. So after I finally woke up, I had a huge migraine. Like I haven't had this much of a headache in a really long time. At that instant, I knew something was wrong. I was like, this can't just be sleep deprivation. This probably is something else. But I was trying to calm myself down. I was trying to like convince myself that everything is going to be fine. Like I'm going to take the COVID test. I'm going to be negative. It's fine. But when I finally took the COVID test, so it was my very first time taking the lateral flow as well. After I took it, I went to the bathroom to pee. And then while I was peeing, our friend, she told me to stay in the bathroom. She was like, Alice, can you stay in the bathroom for now? I was like, shit, 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 shit,
0: shit.
1: Oh, no. No. no.
0: Oh, this makes me so anxious now.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's all past, but... Yeah, I was in the bathroom and she told me to stay in the bathroom and I was like, fuck, I'm done for. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> and then uh, after that, I did a second test because the first one the line was very faint. So, I did uh-huh. a second one and stayed in the bathroom. And then on my second time, the line was more clear. Yeah, so it was pretty surreal because at that instant, I couldn't really register what was going on and i wasn't completely accepting the fact that i had covid i was sitting on the toilet seat i wasn't <laughs> trying to process everything in my brain literally my brain was going like probably 120 miles an hour or something i don't know it was very messed up and i didn't have my phone so i was like oh, what should i do now am I just going to stay in the bathroom? And and at that point, I was like, oh, no, I've been in contact with all of you guys. I'm putting you guys at risk. I'm so like, what should I do? What should we do? Because we're in London. We're not in Leeds. What should we do? Everything is so fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. So finally, I was like, okay, I should probably get my phone and figure some things out. I think I asked someone to bring me my phone. And then I was like, just slide it. After I finally got my phone, I was like, shit, who should I call? Because obviously, I need to consult someone else to figure some things out. So I decided to call my brother. At first, he didn't pick up. (laughs) And then he texted me. He was like, what's up? And then I was like, can you please call me back? So after a while, he did. He called me back. And then I was like, um, so I got COVID. And then once I finished that phrase, that was when that reality really sank in. That's when I started crying. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was like, why is this happening to us? Why is this happening to me on the very, very, very first trip that I went on with my friends in uni? It's just to London only for a few days? Like, why? so he wasn't really shocked he tried to stay calm for me which I'm very grateful for he told me not to tell parents (laughs) (laughs) which I agreed actually but but, I mean in hindsight I don't know if it was the best decision but yeah he told me not to tell our parents because they're not in the UK they couldn't do anything other than panic mom wouldn't be able to sleep for the next 10 days and he's like we know more about COVID than they do and we're pretty sure that you will recover so we shouldn't worry them. So yeah, I didn't end up telling my parents. And he's like, I will sort out everything for you. I-, I have money on my card. I will transfer you money to pay for your hotel to extend your stay. I have friends in London. I'll tell them to bring stuff for you, um, medicine and stuff, everything, anything that you need. Just tell me. And I was like, oh my God, I was just bawling because <laughs> yeah, it was a really difficult moment. You know, I've never experienced anything like this. Yeah, I'm really grateful for my brother. Really, really genuinely. Yeah. Yeah, so that's from my perspective on that day. I think the truth about me confirming positive on that day overshadowed how unwell I was feeling at that point. Because after you guys were gone, I was in a room alone, right? Mm-hmm. And that was when I really, really started feeling the effects of COVID. I definitely had a high fever. I was feeling so sick. So I, I immediately went back to bed and tried to sleep. And that was my day that day. I don't really have a clear memory of that day, I don't think. I think I was mm-hmm. just in bed the whole day. Yeah. And because I didn't have any food, right? So... You guys went to get some food for me, which I'm so thankful for.
0: <laughs>
1: but, anyways, when I was in bed trying to process everything further, I was like, okay, panicking is not going to do me any good because the only solution for me is to stay in London in the hotel to isolate anyway. There's no other way. I cannot go anywhere because that would be very irresponsible for me. So, I calmed down and I wrote down a list of things that I wanted to tell you guys or that I probably need, and I texted you guys, and yeah, that was it.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> crazy, crazy. Basically, yeah.
0: I still can't believe that happened. Which so unfortunate of us. This was a really big deal for all of us because we don't break rules.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So after you guys tested negative, um, you guys went back straight away. Yeah, like, yeah. so
0: we were all negative, right? We sent the vaccinated people to get groceries and then also medicine for Alice and Alice extended her stay. So we all Mm. had to, like, immediately go back. Yeah, and I felt very bad to leave Alice alone in London. (laughs) And then you had COVID.
1: But I mean... You guys couldn't do anything else though. I think on the government website as well, like they said, if you're in close contact with someone who had COVID and, and then you're like traveling, it's advised to go home and isolate. Yeah. So that's what we did. That's what was necessary as well. Yeah. I wouldn't expect mm-hmm. you guys to stay in London with me. Like that's insane. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was like the main thing I was stressed about. I was really worried that if I mm. have caught it, I'd have to pay for the hotel. I was like, I can't do that. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. We did like multiple tests that day and we even got one of us did a pcr and it was negative so we were like okay it's okay for us to go back and like travel and all that mm-hmm. yeah we went back to our dorm we isolated in our room mm-hmm. and julia the person who was vaccinated got us food put it in front of our door which i was so thankful for and oh uh, <laughs> something <laughs> happened the next day <laughs> Oh, the next day. Oh my god, wait, wait. When Alice had COVID and we went to the other hotel room, me and Tanya were on the bed and we had our legs crossed. And we were like, we are immune to COVID. We are immune. We (laughs) are healthy. We are so healthy. Having a manifesting moment. (laughs) We were like, we already got COVID. We got negative. We are always going to be negative. (laughs) Literally.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then we went back. Tanya, do you want to start? Oh, me,
0: lovely times. You see, when we went back, I was feeling dapper, feeling wonderful, normal, as you would. I went to bed completely fine. And then the next morning, I woke up at 5am <laughs> with probably like 39 oh, degrees hot. And I was like, shit. And um, obviously, I needed to do a test. So I, not early as 5am, when it came, like I'd waited till like 9am. And I messaged Julia asking for a test. And she was like, oh, no, why is Tanya awake this early? Yeah, because Tanya is usually asleep until 12. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got my test and I just got a such an aggressive positive line. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. So obviously, I knew I had it since I was like boiling hot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The thing is, I just felt so fine before that I was just like, how does it come around so aggressively suddenly? Yeah, it's just so sudden. Yeah. In my perspective. I woke up with like a little bit of a headache but sometimes i just wake up with a little headache but like i woke up with a knock on the door julia was knocking on my door and she was like oh cassie are you away and then i was like yeah and then she was like can you do a covid test i was like oh no not this question again <laughs> immediately i was like why why and then she was like tanya's positive and Ooh. i was like oh my god julia bearer of bad news <laughs> uh, i had my head in my hands i was just like oh,
1: shit (laughs) Oh, shit. And
0: then I had to get out of my bed. And then I got the COVID test. And then we were FaceTiming. Our flat were FaceTiming. And I did a test and it was negative. And I was like okay okay nice (laughs) but what happened throughout the day was that julia she just kept on feeding us food and Mm -hmm. i also stayed in my room and i felt like my headache was getting a bit worse i wasn't sure if it was because i was just paranoid but i was like maybe i should do another test so this was in the evening i think Mm. so i did another test and this time i tried to stick the swab up my nose deeper yes. just to make sure it's mm-hmm. accurate. And then yeah. I waited. At that moment, I kind of knew I had COVID. So I mm. wasn't surprised to see a line. Yeah,
1: like a pregnancy test. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, And it was a faint line, but there is a line. So I told the group. So two people out Ugh. of the flat had COVID now. And then we had another flatmate who ended up getting a positive result as well. Yeah. So the whole flat had COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Julia because yeah. she was vaccinated. So you know the vaccine works at least it works yeah Yeah. but after she found out that all of us had covid she ran she fled (laughs) she fled our flat and went to like stay at someone else's house yeah and um, tanya do you want to talk about like because initially we didn't want to tell alice yeah 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 like initially we were worried that we didn't want you to blame yourself for us getting it so we were like we don't want to make this situation worse for you by telling you that i got diseased so um like obviously we had that call towards the beginning of the day and i was beginning to get like Mm. a scratchy voice. And it was really hard. I was like, oh God, I need to cough, (laughs) like Mm, uh mid-call. Then eventually, obviously, all of us got it. So we did have to tell you. There's no way of hiding that, was there? Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, initially it was only Tanya. So Mm -hmm. we tried to hide Mm. that and we had a call together. And Tanya just pretended nothing happened. And then afterwards, all of us had it. (laughs) And we couldn't really do anything about it.
1: I remember asking Tanya in the morning call, asking her, um, did you tell your parents about getting in contact with me and stuff? And what was their reaction? And then you were like, oh, my dad's just like... It's a bit of a bummer. Isn't it's a bit it? of a bugger. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, bugger. Yeah. 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 And I was like, oh, yeah. Your parents' reactions are so chill. Damn. Yeah. 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 And then at night, we called again. And at first, we were just talking about casual stuff. After a while, Julia went back. Uh, initially, she was in the kitchen kind of cleaning stuff. And she went back to her room, sat down, and then set up her phone directly in front of her and then um, smiled a bit. And she was like, so, Alice, we have something. To tell you, yeah, she broke the news to me. Yeah, I was shocked, but also at the same time, not too surprised because you guys were in close contact with me. Yeah, but I was like, What are the odds of all of you guys getting it though? Like, that's insane. Mm -hmm. I I was like, You know, perhaps there could be one or two people without it, but turns out you all had it except for Julia. Yeah, so I was like, Oh my god, what the hell. What the fuck is the universe doing to us?
0: Why? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, we did think that we got the Delta variant, which is obviously highly transmissible. Yeah. And obviously it's mm. a new strain, and so none of us would have gotten it before. So it makes sense yeah. that we all got it. And I think the source mm. is definitely the soda that we shared. Are because- you sure? it was definitely not we lived together beforehand it was before and like alice definitely contracted it before
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely so the thing is i don't think any of us contracted it in london Uh, i think we contracted it in leeds and before the london trip actually i kept feeling like i had allergies and or like hay fever symptoms and i brushed it off really easily because i always had those symptoms when the weather was changing and i kept on feeling like my throat was getting dry or like kind of itchy and stuff We'll be right back. A little bit of runny nose and i i don't know at that time covid was just a tiny possibility at the back of my head but i think at that time i was trying to reassure myself that it was just hay fever or the weather changing or allergy so i remember that i kept asking tanya yeah um, about hay fever or something yeah I, I think i was doing that a lot
0: yeah yeah yeah. And i was like it did sound like hay fever to me because i have like quite aggressive hay fever so i like obviously i was like if you're just sneezing a lot that's what i do so i was like hay fever yeah it <laughs> turns out it wasn't yeah yeah uh, yeah, thinking back, we really mm-hmm. should have bought a box of lateral yeah. flow. It would have been smart. Too. Yeah, we should have tested. To be before. fair, half of us yeah. had tested before, like obviously from work and stuff. So it was just unlucky. Yeah, that that's true. It, <laughs> it was the ones that didn't.
1: Yeah. Oh, another thing to add on to the first day fiasco when I got tested positive on the first day. That was when NHS texted me that I'm eligible for a vaccine. Oh my god! Such poor timing. I was like, you could have texted me three weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways. So after you guys told me that you're all confirmed positive, I texted my brother. I was like, dude, all of my friends are positive except for one. And he's like, Oh my God, what the hell? And then after a while, he's like, I know that this is probably not the time to joke, but COVID buddies. Literally, <laughs> twinsies.
0: <laughs> the fact that we all got it kind of makes this situation better for us mentally yeah. because we we're like all in this together. So it was a yeah. shared experience. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You yeah. all understood what each other was going through. I gotta admit, it made me, I mean, of course, like it was horrible knowing that you guys had it too. But at the same time, I think it made me feel just a little tiny bit reassured Uh because I know that I wasn't alone in it. Yeah. Obviously, at the beginning, it was super daunting for me. I was in London alone. I have no friends in London at all. I don't know the place. I had to extend my stay. Don't know how to sort everything out. And I don't know whether I was going to (laughs) die. Literally, because I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell anyone in my family except for my brother. So I was really worried that something was going to happen to me? Because obviously I have never gotten COVID before and the Delta variant was, I don't know if it's facts or not, but sometimes it gets worse, like really drastically. You'll never know because I don't know what's going to happen within my body, right? So I was just worried about dying a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I don't know about you guys, but I don't know anyone close who got covid Oh really? I mm, Same No, no So I don't know what's actually like I've heard it through podcasts Except for course mates though But like I'm not close to them And they don't share me their experience When yeah. they got COVID So I was actually quite scared Okay, so I also didn't tell my parents I didn't even tell my sister <laughs> Because I feel like my sister would tell my parents Because sometimes she just feels like Maybe it's better to tell them Or she just needs to get it out of her head Because it's a really big news And she also lives in Taiwan And she's very careful as well. And also I didn't want to put a burden on her. If I tell her she can't do anything as well. She's just like a high schooler trying to do her work. So I just decided not to tell anyone in my family. Yeah, that's why I was a bit scared because what if something happens, you know? Mm. But on the other side of my head, I was like... I'll I'll be fine because I I don't have any, like, health conditions and I'm healthy, I'm young, so hopefully, hopefully, I will just recover from this very quick. Oh, yeah. You see, one of my main issues was, like, I'm very prone to, like, chest infections, so I was a bit worried about that because, like, usually I get, Mm. like, a chest infection three times a year Mm. because I I don't have tonsils. Mm. I got my tonsils taken out, so obviously most diseases just go straight to my throat and um, I was a bit concerned. But, yeah, I was also kind of not bothered at the same time. I told everyone, yeah, I told my sister very first when you got it because like my sister had just finished um, Uh isolating because her boyfriend's housemate got covid so Mm -hmm. and then when I got it I told my parents because at the time I was having a bit of a housing crisis so obviously I needed to view houses and obviously when I told my dad that's when Mm -hmm. he was like oh that's a bit of a bugger then you can't view them because obviously I have to isolate and everything so that was a bit
1: stressful Uh but I worked it out somehow yeah so should we talk about how COVID affected us? Well, individually? Symptoms?
0: How we dealt with them? Mm-hmm. Alice, do you want to start off?
1: So, in hindsight, as I said before, I feel like my symptoms may have started before going on this London trip, but mm-hmm. on the day that I got tested was the day that I got a high fever. Um, that was one of the symptoms that lasted the longest. Um, I had a fever for eight days, which is extremely concerning. Um, I had a sore throat, headaches, dizziness, nausea. It was really difficult for me to eat. Every single thing I saw, s- smelled, if I could smell, or looked at, or put in my mouth, just made me so disgusted. But I had to force myself to eat, right? Yeah. Need the energy. Yeah, definitely. So, nausea. Uh, fatigue yeah because obviously from the first day that I was in London I was already extremely tired so during most days of my quarantine actually every single day (laughs) I was in bed except for the time when I had to go get food from the fridge so what else? I had a runny nose. I had a blocked nose. So that probably affected my sense of smell.
0: You had both runny and blocked at the same time. Yes,
1: yes. Damn. Near like the second half of the quarantine, I developed a cough, which was, I think, generally the case usually. Had a bit of a chest pain for a bit. And I'll tell the story a little later on. Um, What else? During that period of time, my period came as well. So my period blood was... Not the best color, I should say. Very Alrighty. oxidized, very black. Same, same. Oh. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, okay,
0: it's my turn. Yeah, you two had very similar symptoms. So. Yeah. So I also got a high fever. Yeah, it lasted for nine days, which is. So crazy. I've never had such a high fever for so right? long. I've had like 37 degrees for like two weeks, but it wasn't that high and I didn't need to take paracetamol. Yeah, I also lost my appetite. It was really hard for me to mm. eat and drink, which was a problem because when you have a fever, you have to drink a lot of water. I felt like throwing up. I tried to take sips. It was still hard. And then I had a blocked nose as well. So I had to breathe through my mouth, which was difficult because my throat was itchy. And whenever I breathed through my mouth, I would cough and it was not fun at all. And I thought I had shortness of breath because of that. Yeah, what else? Oh, I lost a sense of taste on my second day. Yeah, my kimchi jjigae tastes like nothing. Damn. Well, actually it tasted like something. It tasted like toothpaste, but a very disgusting toothpaste. It tasted my own breath, basically. Like my own disgusting breath. Obviously, I was very fatigued as well because of my fever. It was really hard for me to get out of bed. Mm. Oh, I started coughing. I talked about that already. And um, I had phlegm. Yeah, I think that's it. I basically had probably most of the symptoms and it was horrible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So for me, the first one was... Obviously high fever. I started off at like 39, but like I tapered it off within three days. So obviously it wasn't too bad for me. Headache. Headache was awful. I don't usually get headaches, so I did not enjoy that at all. My voice sounded really weird, but I'm not sure what was causing that because I didn't really have much of a cough. Right. I lost um, my smell by, like, the third day. Well, I didn't lose it. It just changed. Everything I smelled, smelled like a mixture of, like, menthol, rubber, and citrus together. And it was disgusting. Brushing my teeth was the worst experience because all I could smell was that. And it was like, ugh. I'd hold my nose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I got, like, shortness of breath towards the end. I feel like i still got a little bit of lungage going on right now. Oh. Um... Was that it? I didn't. I don't think I had that many symptoms. To be honest,
1: so jealous of you. (laughs) You're very
0: lucky. Yeah. Yeah. So those were our symptoms. Um. Do we want to dig deeper? Yeah. About how we dealt with it and stuff. Okay.
1: Where should we start?
0: How we cope with it. Like. Yeah. Yeah. We can start with Alice.
1: Just the remedies, or like other things too.
0: Just everything you tried Mm. with
1: it. So. Obviously, I had a fever for eight days. I was very, very concerned, but I just tried to fight it off with paracetamol because I don't want my body to be at that high of a temperature for a really long time. So I had to take paracetamol every few hours. Initially, when I took it, my fever would go down. But then after paracetamol wears off, it would skyrocket back to 38.5, 38.9-ish. And that went on for a long time. And I think at the beginning, I was like, okay with it, because I was just thinking, okay, I can just take paracetamol and it'll eventually go down, right? The fever cannot go on for that many days, right? But it did. So near the second half, I was growing more and more concerned. Uh, I've never had a fever for this many days. So I was just thinking, oh, what if the fever doesn't go down? What if COVID stays within me and it gets worse? All those negative things, going on in my head. So yeah, other than the fever, the negative thoughts were actually the second thing that I had to tackle because, you know, quarantine is quarantine. There's no use in thinking about all the negative things all the time, but you can't control it. So, how did I cope with it? I called pretty frequently. So, I called you guys sometimes. I called my close friend. I called my brother. I called. So, there's this mental health number that was just texted to us a few weeks ago or something. So, I called that as well. Called 111, the NHS, and 119 for advice as well. So, I just basically called a lot, a lot. And then I watched tons of tv shows although at the end i was quite bored of it yeah Yeah. i wanted to ask you if the mental health line was helpful it was really helpful okay it was actually on the day that i had my chest pain the symptom didn't appear until that day and i woke up at five thinking that oh no i have developed this new symptom is chest pain normal am i going to be okay because My family has a history of cardiovascular diseases, so I'm much more aware and much more scared of it as well. But the mental health person was so helpful. I called at around 6 a.m. and they picked up and she first recorded my details. uh, And then we started talking. I told her my situation and she was essentially providing me with mental support. She told me her own experience with COVID as well. And she also was saying that the chest pain could be caused by your anxiety. And she also reassured me that I'm young, I'm healthy and don't have any underlying conditions. So I will recover. Even though I didn't think of it that way, it will eventually. And I should try and distract myself do the things that I hadn't been able to do during uni like reading a book watching all the tv shows and stuff she even gave me recommendations just oh. so nice of her yeah I, I cried on a call as well <gasps> because it was so stressful to me and I was worried about the chest pain now she calmed me down and I went back to sleep for around two more hours and when I woke up um I still had the chest pain. And I was like, "Mm, maybe I should get a bit of a more medical side of advice for this. So I called 111 and they told me to wait for a bit. And they called me back quite quickly because it was really early in the morning. And they're like, it's probably not going to be anything too drastically horrible because you're young, you're healthy. But we would suggest you to go to the A&E and eliminate all the potential risks. When I heard that, I was like, oh shit, oh my God, I have to go to the A&E. How am I going to get there? Mm -hmm. I was like, am I allowed to walk on the streets even though I'm tested positive? And then she's like, yeah, your health matters more right now. So yeah, thankfully my hotel was 24 minutes away from the A&E. So I had to walk 24 minutes to the A&E. That's so long. It yeah, was that's a long trip. Yeah. At that time, I think my fever went down because of my paracetamol. But when I got to the A&E, yeah, so the A&E story now. I got to the A&E, they took me to an isolated um, room, did so many tests on me. Well, the first test they did on me was obviously my temperature. And when I saw it going to 30, 38.6. I was disappointed again. Oof. Yeah, so they did a bunch of tests blood pressure, heart rate, temperature, oxygen level. Oh, they drew so much blood from me. At least five tubes of blood was lost <laughs> so during much. the process. Yeah, also X ray of my lungs. Good. Yeah, so they did tests on everything. The staff were also nice. They were really patient with me. But Uh initially when I got to the A&E, it was my first time being in A&E and I was alone. So Mm -hmm. I was super, super nervous. And what if it was actually a blood clot? What if something more serious was going on in my body? What if I had to go through a surgery? Oh my God, my family doesn't even know that. Or what if I faint in A&E and what if I die, you know? all those possibilities ran in my head and I kept asking the doctor I was like am I gonna be okay I'm really worried I haven't told my family yet well the main doctor didn't want to tell me too much because he didn't want to give me false hope if something was going on so he didn't say much but the other doctor he just tried his best to distract me calm me down and he even made a comment which was quite surprising to me he was like um i'm actually quite surprised he said not a lot of people are getting covid these days and i'm like what no way what the hell (laughs) What? what? that's a lie cases were on the rise
0: (laughs) right i was like what huh really he's like yeah I guess people just don't go to the hospital. Yeah I mean the cases have been less fatal but Mm. like there's still been a lot of cases.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. but thankfully it was all fine. Yeah Yeah.
0: thankfully that went well.
1: Thankfully that went well. That That day I went back feeling much better mentally but the next day there was another scare. (laughs) God um I couldn't eat as much for the day right I don't Mm -hmm. know if it was solely what contributed to it but at night I took a shower while I was having a fever still I was shivering went out as I was drying my hair I felt more and more nauseous and then I thought to myself oh no I need a plastic bag or else I'm gonna puke on this carpet and I have to clean it up by myself that's gross oh yeah as I was gonna stand up I was like oh no wait no this doesn't feel right my vision's going a bit dark. I feel like I'm about to faint. My head literally felt like it was spinning out of control. I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Am I going to faint in this hotel? I'm like, Oh, what if I die? Oh my God. 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 So my phone was just right beside me. (laughs) I was about to call 999 emergency number, but my phone was kind of lagging and I didn't know how to access the emergency portion and i wasn't thinking straight either because i was just panicking and feeling dizzy and unwell so i was like okay i should probably lie down so i i didn't call 999 but i laid down and thankfully thankfully it went away and i was fine <laughs>
0: wow what an experience i know I remember you telling the group and like, yeah. oh my god yeah we called right after yeah you seemed very distressed in that call yeah
1: Oh, during the whole quarantine period. So I'm not a religious person, but during the quarantine session, I was praying a lot. <laughs> just you know, it's just nice to think of the possibility that something beyond my power might exist and help me yeah. out a little bit. I was thinking about yeah. my dog as well. Perhaps oh, she's yeah. looking down at me. I, I was talking to her. I was like, oh, "I'm really worried. Can you help me?" I was like, "Um, I I was like, lady." Um, I'm feeling very lonely and I'm feeling very very worried what if I die I don't want to die can you help me out a bit here Mm. I hope you're here with me I'm very worried about myself (laughs) yeah that was that I did a lot of that (laughs) but Mm. hopefully she's looking down at me yeah she
0: is looking down at me. of course
1: and I would think that she would help me out (laughs) yeah
0: yeah Uh uh-huh she would
1: uh anyways so did a a ton of that and thankfully thankfully everything went well and my fever went down after the eighth day during the midnight between eighth day and ninth day i still had a little bit of a fever 37.5 and i was like oh no it's not gonna go down so i resorted back to the good old asian method of getting the sweat out by (laughs) Uh wrapping myself in my blanket apparently you're not supposed to do it i don't know the uk doctors say that you're not supposed to but my parents have always told me to so i resorted back to that oh
0: you're not oh i heard you're not (laughs) i heard that it's not necessarily bad but like it doesn't help
1: oh okay okay but yeah during the quarantine session i was um sometimes i would try the asian method sometimes i would go the nhs way but on that (laughs) night i was like okay final push i'm gonna use what my mom has told me wrap myself in my blanket wipe the sweat off with alcohol wipes and keep getting the sweat out so the next morning i woke up and saw the number 36.5 and never have i Yay. So <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow damn i know it's such a journey <laughs> yeah that was a really long story for me though <laughs> i mean a lot
0: happened with yours <clears throat> yeah It's very, very grateful for NHS staff as well.
1: Yeah, um, I'll say all my thanks at the end. Yeah. You you guys, yeah. So
0: Alice and I were on the same boat, kind of. Like, we both had a high fever for a long time. And it was kind of, you know, just comforting that we both were in this together. I remember, like, we just, like, texted each other. We were like, ah, no, my
1: fever's still here. (laughs) Yeah, I remember checking in on you every day. I was like, Cassie, has your fever gone down? Nope. Cassie, has your fever gone down? Nope. Nope. (laughs) And then like you? Nope. (laughs) Yeah. So funny. But
0: yeah, for me, it was weird. So my fever went down on the third day and I was like, oh, yay, I'm young and I'm healthy. (laughs) I fought the virus. And then the next morning it got high again. And I was like, this is so weird. I thought I already like fought the virus. Why is it going up again? Mm. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll just take paracetamol. But then it ended up, lasting for nine days. How hard do I start? I mean, I just took mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of paracetamol like every five mm-hmm. hours. And I tried to drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. I made myself food. I made sure mm-hmm. that I was eating well in the beginning because in the beginning, I, like eating was fine for me. And mm-hmm. I ate a lot of fruits, ate vitamin C, had vitamin C. And I was very confident in myself because I was like as long as Mm. I eat fresh food and drink a lot of water I should be able to recover very quickly but then it didn't things went down the hill and I started losing my appetite and I was like oh my god like I thought I was doing well I thought I was taking care of myself well but that didn't happen I didn't get well and then it was hard for me to go to the kitchen and cook because I was so weak and mm. at the end I had to ask a friend to help me get food because she was mm. getting better. And yeah, Um I wasn't going to mention this, but I think I'm going to mention this. So I decided to call on the sixth day. Uh, of my fever. Uh decided to call was it was it one 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 one. One 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 yeah, one one one. For advice. But apparently it's not one one one. It's something else. Uh, it's one one nine, yeah. So I called one 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 for advice and they start asking me a bunch of questions like what my symptoms are and I told them everything. I had to answer a lot of questions. And then he concluded that I needed an ambulance. Oh God. Damn. It's not the best thing to hear. <laughs> yeah, he was like, okay, so I think I can send you an ambulance to the hospital to get some checkups. Is that okay for you? And I was like, oh my God, um, this is a lot to take in.
1: I think it was on, on the same day that I went to the a as well. I think so. And then I
0: was like, "Uh, how many days am I going to stay at the hospital? And he was like, we really don't know. Like, like the doctors have to decide that for you. I was like, oh. okay... And then he was like, Do you want the ambulance? And I'm like, Okay, yes, I want the ambulance. I just want to check up. And then he was like, Okay, uh-huh. I'll get it for you. And then I frantically packed my essentials and I had Mm. my backpack ready and then I was ready to go to the gate they called me first they were like oh we're Mm. here now at the gate and I was like okay I'll go to the gate now but like I was still packing I was taking a bit of time and then when I went to the flat door they were already ringing the bell like my doorbell and mm-hmm. they already charged in. And then at first I was very confused because I never been on an ambulance. And I thought like am- the workers on the ambulance were the white coats, like what doctors do or just like the scrubs, but they were wearing police like uniforms. Yeah. And they were huge. They were mm-hmm. so tall. This man, he was so muscular. And then the woman was also <laughs> like huge. And I just looked up to them and they were like, Are you expecting us? And I'm like, huh? Police? (laughs) (laughs) No. And then, like, I looked up and peered at their chest. It says NHS. I was like, oh, oh, yes, I, 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 I am. I'm uh, ambulance. And then they were like, yes. And then they were like, what's your condition? And I was like, oh, I have COVID. And I, this is my sixth day of my fever. And then they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you seem fine. And why did 111 call us for this? And they were just like, there are worse scenarios. So, them two and me, we walked to the common room. So, mm-hmm. the living room of our mm-hmm. flat and then they were like is there a place that we can all sit down i was like yeah the common room but there was literally no place to sit like it was so so messy there was convey oh, yeah. uh-huh. on the sofa there was a bunch of food plastic bags and trash everywhere and i had to like scoot everything to a corner and i sat there and then they had this machine where they could do like the uh, oxygen test on me. I had to walk around like for 40 <laughs> seconds and then come back and then do the oxygen test. And they also did a mm. blood test on me. Blood pressure as well. I think that's about it and then they were like yeah you're totally fine your oxygen levels are fine and Mm. the guy he also told me that he had covid before and he said it will go away and go away they were like assure me it will go away Mm. they were like it's covid it it sucks it really Mm. sucks but it will go away and i was like okay Mm. okay okay it will go away Uh, but i was like it's my sixth day they were like it (laughs) will go away um they left and I felt more reassured and more calm this time because before the ambulance Mm -hmm. came I was like holy shit I've never been on an ambulance yeah um and that was aggravating my anxiety and then like it made me feel like I was getting shortness of breath I couldn't breathe because I was very anxious but After they left and everything, because I had a test, so I felt calm. And yeah, and then when the... Okay, so small anecdote. So when the ambulance people came (laughs) to the door, I saw this frightened little girl not a girl, like a uni student behind them coming back to our block. Her eyes were wide
1: open. She was like, what the
0: fuck is happening? And then I was with my backpack ready to go and then they were like, you're fine.
1: This paints a picture of a little primary school kid ready to go to school with a backpack.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I didn't tell my parents that. I left that out, but they will probably hear that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just a way for me to get like some checkups. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was my. I mean, yeah. oh, 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 I have to. Oh, I didn't even say how I got better. So on the ninth day, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm quarantined for ten days. What if my fever goes beyond mm. ten days? You know, that's what I was. And that thinking would be too. scary. Yeah, and yeah. thankfully on the ninth day it went down, and I was so so relieved. Yeah. Oh, but I was also scared that it would go back up again. But it stayed at 36 for the whole afternoon and the evening. Yeah. So I was pretty sure that I already
1: fought the virus. Uh huh. I forgot to mention something. So um, I started my quarantine on 16th <clears throat> of June. And then I was supposed to end on 25th of June. That makes it 10 days. But I took a PCR test. <laughs> Stupid enough. I thought thought it would be okay, but I took a PCR test on my eighth day. One and a half days later, it said, your PCR result came back positive. I was like, fuck, okay. I I mean, it was expected. I didn't think too much of it, but NHS called me and then they said that I had to quarantine until the 28th. I was like, Mm. yo, that's 3 days more than I was supposed to and uh-huh. <laughs> money is on the yeah. shirt my bank is going dry. Yeah, so I called my friend in in Singapore. I'm so thankful for him but yeah, I called him I literally broke down. I was um my sushi came while I was breaking down. So my sushi was just in front of me and then I was crying so hard. I was like Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to us? Why? 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 (laughs) I was furious and sad, obviously. Understandably. Yeah. But thankfully, I calmed down, ate my sushi, blamed the sushi for everything. And yeah, (laughs) that
0: was my day. (laughs) At least you have good food. I didn't even have sushi. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyways, Tanya, your turn.
0: Mine's significantly less dramatic. It'll not scare anyone, to be honest. So Mm. for me, I just had a very, you know, I've got like no emotions half the time. Just had a logical approach to it. I was like, I have a disease. So I'm just going to chug a lot. I'm going to sleep a lot. And I'm not going to think about anything else. I was very confused why everyone was taking paracetamol because I thought it was just a painkiller. I did not know it reduced fevers.
1: It worked for me a lot.
0: (laughs) So I only really took two doses of paracetamol because I only really took Mm. it for my headache. And also I can't really take tablets because they just don't go down my throat half the time. I had to like cut my paracetamol into like four parts to get it down but yeah um i did a lot of sleeping to the point i wasn't like answering calls or messaging at all
1: and everyone's a bit concerned <laughs> we were concerned
0: on like the third day i think i slept for 20 hours i slept from 12 to 12 i woke up and then i slept again at 2 oh jeez. <laughs> and i also did a lot of the sweating out method because and that's what i was raised and apparently it doesn't help but my fever only lasted three days so i'm gonna say it did mm. <laughs> the food wasn't the most enjoyable. I'm, th- I'm thinking now I might have lost a little bit of taste because the food was just so bland. That might have been me, or maybe I don't know. They're oh. ready meals. Ready meals can be disappointing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready meals are That's quite true. bland. Yeah, but also I had a, I had a tom yum noodle, and I usually love tom yum, and it just wasn't exciting at all. So, but like that didn't last too long. And honestly, I was just I was sleeping, binge watching shows the whole time. I managed to watch five seasons of How I Met Your Mother. Mm. um what did i even do nothing much slept i mean you recover very quick i was feeling fine like perfectly normal by like the fifth day my voice just sounded a bit weird so good so yeah it was fine for me i wasn't really stressed about the fevers i was just like this is just how viruses work so Mm -hmm. not viruses my immune system and everyone likes to say that my immune system's stronger because i eat food off the floor so probably probably why (laughs) i'm like the least safe (laughs) Well, no, like I do. I take the precautions. I'm not like the people out there who are irresponsible, but like in terms of general, unrelated to COVID, I'm yeah, the person mm-hmm. who bites her nails and eats food off the floor. So <laughs> It sounds like you're someone who's very like unsanitary, but you're um, not. Yeah. I am clean, guys. Don't worry. I shower every morning. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to talk about anything we try to make the time pass faster? mean mom, yeah, yeah. mom is just... I was on Netflix all the whole time, so that's all it was for me, mm. to be honest. Also, I just spent a lot of time packing. I spent two days packing all my stuff so I could go
1: mm. oh, as right. soon as I finished right. my
0: isolation. And that took uh-huh. a lot of time. Also, that required a lot of oxygen that I did not have, so I was sweating <laughs> as I packed.
1: <laughs> oh god! I forgot to mention that Cassie left her iPad for me, which was oh yeah, so. So convenient. Nowadays
0: yeah. everyone needs technology. <laughs> we're so yeah. reliant. I, I was gonna say, like I today I opened my Procreate app <laughs> and looked at your things. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> they were like there was like some Mandarin. Like I don't know what they were. I, I didn't understand it. Uh, but there, there were some, a
1: lot of stuff. Yeah. There, um were, the Mandarin yeah. was um the chance that my Dad taught me to chant whenever ah. I feel like scared. Or s- there's another one that's supposed to fend off diseases, and yeah, so I wrote all of them down.
0: <laughs> okay, because it looked like a different language. Of like, what is this? Uh, it's Mandarin. It's, Mandarin.
1: it's Tibetan, but um written Mandarin. Mandarin. Oh. Okay. Ah.
0: I didn't even have any energy to draw, but you drew some things. Yeah, I wanted to draw, but I didn't have the energy to draw either. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what did I do? Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Me and Alice had to call our parents while we had COVID (laughs) and pretend that nothing happened. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was a struggle. Like, cause my voice was very raspy and I had to hide that. I just came back from London, you know, and so they p- kind of expect me to call them, tell them about my trip. So I called them and then my voice was so raspy. I had to take deep breaths and make sure that, because my nose was blocked. So you could hear that my nose was blocked. And so yeah. I had to take very deep breaths before I spoke. So I had enough oxygen. Me, I was like, <gasps> hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard oh for me. God. And then, so my dad, he was like, Oh, uh, how was the trip? He was like, any symptoms? I was oh like, God! <laughs> I was like, nope no, no symptoms. Uh, and then they were talking about COVID too. They because the situation in Taiwan is getting a bit worse now. I mean, I think now it's like getting better. My dad was like, you know, like COVID. I think it's two percent because he's like um, a scientist, and then so he kind of reads these information about COVID. And when he was like, 2%. There's 2% of chance of you dying. And that's kind of high. And I was like, okay. Uh, thanks, dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, I actually have COVID, but I didn't say that. And then mm. he was talking about the vaccines as well. Whenever we call, they always... My dad always has when are you getting the vaccine? Have you gotten the vaccine yet? I was like, no, no, no. I'm still waiting for my turn. And mm-hmm. then he was like, why is it so slow? I was like, I don't know. I like, asked them. And then mm-hmm. surprisingly, the call was really cheerful and they were joking around a lot. And my sister mm-hmm. was also happy and like chatting mm-hmm. with me. And she even recommended me to watch this movie. She was like... <laughs> There was this movie, LGBT Taiwanese movie. Uh, uh, in English, it's called...
1: Your Name Engraved Herein.
0: Yeah, Your Name Engraved Herein. And then she was like, yeah, like, it's quite good. I quite like it. And then my mom's like, yeah, I watched it too. The guys are really, like, good looking. Hot. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> so when my temperature went down, when I took paracetamol, I watched it. And I quite enjoyed it because the guys were... Quite hot, and then I started <laughs> watch. And then I told Alice, I was like, Alice, there's this movie, like it's quite good. Maybe you should watch it. And then, like I didn't like know what she would react to. I was like, because the guys were hot, so I was like, mm, maybe Alice will find them hot. And I was just like, I just I didn't even tell her the guys were hot. I don't think so. I just told her the movie. I was like, Alice, watch this. And then mm. yeah, and then
1: we fangirling about the two guys till this day. <laughs> Ah, oh, you guys. <laughs> <I> <laughs> we think... kept on watching YouTube oh videos God. of them. Watching their v- interviews, watching the movie. It got me through quarantine, got me through like three days. Mm hmm, mm hmm. Probably Same. a bit too obsessive, but after watching the movie, I watched tons of their interviews and I got more obsessed. Yeah, yeah. got more, yeah, m- yeah, so yeah. obsessed to the point that I ended up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that so, so amazing.
1: You messaged them. Mm. I messaged them. (laughs) I was like, thank you guys. You guys are part of what got me through this quarantine. Uh, (laughs) Please stay safe, (laughs) Taiwan.
0: (laughs) Oh, dear.
1: I love that. I love that you did that, though. I texted without expecting them to reply, obviously. But it's just something nice to say.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's generally nice to say. You were like, I enjoyed the movie. It was really nice. It made you cry.
1: Yeah, that's my embarrassing story. <laughs> you know, watching their videos literally cracked me up in my hotel room. Me too. Me too. I was laughing. Like, I smiled. Out loud. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's why I felt the need to message them. Because I was in <laughs> such a bad uh, mental state. And they finally got me to smile. So, I had to express my appreciation for a bit you know
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so, anyways guys can watch it if you want it's on netflix
1: your name engraved herein i
0: might watch it yeah yeah tanya maybe you should watch it i, I probably will i'll give it a go yay
1: anyways um yeah anyways. So that's cassie's <laughs> video calling and slash fangirling sesh with me for me yeah. I had to call my family in the middle of my quarantine as well because we usually call once a week, but they were clearly expecting me to call after the trip, right? I would, of mm-hmm. course, I want to tell them how great the trip was, how fun it was. They were expecting me to post things as well, which probably was something I overlooked. I probably should have posted something oh, yeah. <laughs> to make it a little less suspicious. Um... I was in London, right? So all the scenery, all the background was different. Whenever my family calls, we usually use Zoom. So I put on a virtual background of Shrek and then went on the call. So when they went on the call, all of them asked me about the virtual background because I never put on a virtual background. And then I told them, oh, it was last week, my friends and I, we were playing a game and I'm just too lazy to take it down, you know? So... Yeah, the call went on. I managed to hide my coughs and my runny nose quite well. Not gonna lie, on the call, my my dad and my aunt, they're very observant people. So I expected them to sense something, even though there was no clear evidence of something going on. But yeah, the call went on quite long. And my brother was on the call too. So after a while, I was just too, 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 too tired. So I texted my brother and I said... Uh, yo, can you help me end the call? I'm so tired. So he gave an excuse. He's like, Oh, he has to go and eat lunch. And I was like, Yeah, me too. I had to go and poop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we hung up. Yeah, that was that daunting call. For the n- duration of the quarantine, my family texted me more than usual. Usually they didn't text me as much, but they texted me more than usual. My aunt texted me about the vaccine, and I took a while to reply to her. And my mom texted me one day, I think on the same day, actually. She texted me, the Delta variant situation is very serious in the UK right now. You have to be extra, extra careful, exclamation point. And then my mom was like, mom, I already have it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should we move on to after quarantine now? Yes, please.
0: Okay, after quarantine.
1: Should I start? Um. So mm-hmm. on the 28th, Early in the morning, I took a train back to Leeds. When I first got out of the hotel, it was so surreal to me. Everything was so bright to me. <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen sunlight for so many days and finally I saw the sun I saw people walking about and I don't know I felt like I had forgotten to walk for a tiny bit <laughs> just because yeah. I hadn't been walking for a long time not gonna lie I was low-key worried about my legs degenerating but yeah they didn't degenerate Same. I'm fine I can walk yeah but I managed to make it back to Leeds went back to the flat because that was the day when Cassie and other friends were finished with their isolation. So I went back and didn't take my mask off Because I felt really uneasy being in a flat Because I knew that all of us had COVID And the flat probably has some remaining viruses So um went back to my room Cleaned every corner of my room with alcohol Oh, I had McDonald's first though I was really <laughs> starving Important. Yeah, I told my parents and my aunt uh, Right after I came back to Leeds My brother was on a call too he said he wanted to record everything. So I told them they froze for 20 seconds. After 20 seconds, my dad looked at my mom and he's like, I knew it. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I knew it. And apparently he's like, he's been sensing some abnormalities. Apparently, he's not been sleeping well for the past week. And that goes the same with my mom. And he's like, he's been feeling very uneasy about the situation in the UK and very uneasy about me and my brother. So apparently, he's been asking my mom when we're going to call again. But yeah, that was what went down. My mom cried, which was expected. Mm. I felt bad though. But I think I would rather her... Cry on that one single moment after I have recovered mm-hmm. over her crying for 10 days and not being able to sleep. I would not want yeah. that for her. Yeah. Anyways, that happened. Everything happened. And yeah, I'm fine now. Still a bit of coughing, still a bit of runny nose, but everything is okay. Always good. Yeah. So for me, after COVID,
0: well, I was bedridden for 10 days. So my back hurt a lot. I usually I'm supposed to do therapy every day for my back, but I couldn't. I didn't have the energy, and so my back was hurting a lot. And I couldn't really feel like my legs were very heavy. I couldn't really walk a long distance, and um, I get tired very easily. Like now, I still have a little bit of cough and. I still feel like very lazy and tired easily, Mm. but generally I am recovered and I'm just very happy and glad that I recovered. Mm -hmm. So I also told my parents after I recovered and I actually didn't want to tell them that early. I wanted to wait until I was like really, really recovered, like back to normal. But my mom kept on asking me how I felt and asked when I'll get my vaccine. And obviously I had COVID. So I had to wait for four weeks until I could get the vaccine. So I was like, it's mm-hmm. delayed. And then she was like, why is it delayed? I was like, uh, it, I don't know. Like, it, it's not a big deal. She was like, oh, do you want to call? And then question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Huh. Oh, I guess we'll call. And then I didn't actually plan on telling them in that call. They asked about the vaccine. So um I was like, okay, um, no, I haven't got the vaccine. Because before I told them I was going to get it, like I sent them the dates that I was going to get it, but I had to cancel them because I got COVID. And I was like, no, that's actually not happening because something happened. And I, they were like, what, you're sick? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I, I got COVID. And then they were like, oh my God, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <And> then <laughs> I was like, they were like, oh, what? And then I stayed very calm so that they would think that it's not a big deal so I was like yeah like I'm recovered now like I got a fever for nine days but it's all right they were like nine days that's (laughs) a long time (laughs) I think they weren't as like they didn't really react as dramatically as I thought they would because I was very calm Mm -hmm. yeah they were just like okay you're recovered but my mom was like next time you should tell us I was like no way I'm not gonna tell you guys I was like it's just gonna make everything worse I think and they were like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, kind of get it. My mom was like, oh, you grew up, you took care of yourself. And I was like, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then she was like, yeah, next time you should maybe at least tell your sister if something goes wrong. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, now thinking back, maybe I should have told my sister. My sister was like, what? Why? Like, she just asked, she was like really shocked as well. And she was like, at the end, she was like, you're dumb. <laughs> I was like, Oh, oh! oh no, what would oh, like? How am I? Like, I can't control this, you know? Mm. Yeah, basically, there. My dad, he was just like, "Oh, okay, you have COVID, so you're immune at the moment, mm-hmm. and um, now it's probably like, you know, you're a bit safer now." Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think now they're a bit more like less concerned because I already mm-hmm. got it, and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah. oh, "You've been in England for so long, mm-hmm. like, and the cases are so high." We were kind of like kind of expecting you that you probably would get like it's hard not to get it so yeah like okay you got it and now it's over so it's good very true yep so excited to get my
1: vaccine soon
0: yeah one of the most annoying things i guess is that the second we were able to get vaccines for our age group we can't we now have to wait for yeah. weeks <laughs> yeah
1: exactly exactly yeah. what about you tanya
0: so for me afterwards obviously i went home as soon as i could and um At home, I have like a really squishy mattress that just kind of caves. And obviously, I had like really bad muscle aches from being in bed all day. And the bed was firm at Monty B. So when I got here, sleeping in this bed gave me like really bad pelvic ache. Mm. (gasps) Oh my God, wait. I forgot to mention that I got bruises on my legs. Bruises? What? Why? Because of lying down too much. Like (laughs) You got baby skin, bro. No, no, no. I was sleeping in a very abnormal position because my noses were blocked. So I had to sleep like I was sitting and sleeping. So. Oh, once? Yeah. So my butt was bruised. <laughs> oh it hurt God. a lot. And I don't know. I think it's a COVID symptom because when I called 111, they were like, do you have bruises? And I was like, oh, I do. So <laughs> maybe it's a COVID symptom. Maybe. I mean I Yeah, yeah was- I don't know. Muscle aches and stuff definitely are occurred since then. And um, And, yeah, yeah, it was difficult to walk for a bit, like... Well, it wasn't difficult, but, like, you could feel it in your legs when you walked afterwards. Yeah. So obviously, after being in bed for so long. And, um, yeah, I just got a bit of lasting short breath. I don't know I never really coughed, but, like, there's a lot of throat clearing. Like, it fucked mm-hmm. with my sinuses a bit. I've got, like, loads of mucus. And like it blocked Mm. my ear. My ear is still blocked. Oh, no. But that's all it really was.
1: Yeah, we should um, probably um, wrap up this episode. It's getting quite long. Before we end, though, I just really want to express my gratitude towards all the NHS staff. They were so, so helpful to me. They alleviated all my mental stress. I mean, not all, but some parts of my mental stress, my physical stress a little bit and reassured me a lot. So they really helped out i was really thankful for you guys because when i got tested you all were so supportive and you handled the situation so well and so calmly even though it must have been so difficult and yeah you guys provided me with food and all the things i would have needed so yeah really thankful for you guys Mm -hmm. Mm at least we could do Uh, thankful for my brother he was calm, and he tried to calm me down, and made sure that I felt like everything was okay. And he checked up on me as much as he could, even though he is a very, very busy person. Yeah. Also, my friends back home—not back home, but my friends in Singapore, my friends in Canada—just you know, they're everywhere. But they were so helpful to me when they called, and they were just very mm-hmm. reassuring, very patient, very nice. So yeah. Anything else I need to thank my? Uh, I need to th- thank lady too i would Aww. like to think that she Your helped dog. me yeah she definitely helped me thank you yeah that's me
0: <laughs> for me i also want to thank the nhs workers and for those of you who don't know nhs is like the general hospital in england it's a national health service yeah yeah thank you nhs um they're all so so nice and uh very patient with me especially the people from the ambulance um I want to thank Julia. Julia is our superstar. (laughs) She's the only one that's vaccinated. So she brought us food and I message her almost every day. (laughs) Oh, I feel so bad. But um, I mean, maybe like once every two days and tell her that I need more paracetamol. And then sometimes I would be like, oh, this paracetamol doesn't work on me. Could you please get me another brand? And um, I need. Protein, please get me protein. Um, also want to thank another friend of mine, Rina. Um, she also got some food for me because I felt bad. <laughs> I feel bad for asking Julia so many times, so I thought maybe ask someone else. And funny thing is that I asked for garlic bread, but then her boyfriend ended up getting garlic and baguette. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? I saw it. I was just like, no words. I was like, okay. Um, also want to thank, um, another friend annie he and julia went to the pharmacy to get paracetamol for me also want to thank vanessa for cooking some dumplings for me and boiling an egg for me (laughs) at my table even though she had covid yeah Mm. she had covid too but her fever was already gone and yeah i just really couldn't get out of my bed so she helped me and i'm really Mm. thankful for that um thankful for everyone as well everyone checked up on each other as well mm. i don't know i'm just so thankful we have this community yeah. <laughs> everyone was texting every day and sending like helpful messages oh I really want to thank alice because she really 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 reassured me when her fever was gone but i still had my fever and she was like "It's definitely gonna go away and she sent me this link to a spotify page and she was like i listened to this song and it really calmed me down i think it's a taiwanese singer yeah. i listened to it it was So calming that I cried. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it really gave me flashbacks to when I was in Taiwan. Yeah, and then I started listening to a bunch of Taiwanese songs and I cried as much as I could. I was like, maybe this will help my fever. Maybe like crying helps. And then (laughs) it felt really nice to cry Mm because having a fever, it's so hard to like get any kind of sweat or like tear out mm-hmm. of you yeah. so that was nice yeah didn't tell my parents but thankful that they understood you know yeah
1: i i thank my family as well yeah so much thanking. you yeah <laughs> <laughs> was very grateful people today yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm. very grateful for all the people that helped you guys mm-hmm. all, all the friends very supportive both you you there and my friends at home good entertainment and good people mm-hmm. to talk to i mean yeah. obviously i didn't contact the nhs at all but like Grateful for the help they
1: did for you guys and everyone else. Yeah. Big emotional moment right here. My, <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it in my heart.
0: <laughs> but this, I think, is the biggest thing biggest thing that has happened in my life. Wow. This so is the first, far, same. Yeah, like the first time I'm dealing with something alone. Like I've had, you know, diseases or like viruses. Mm-hmm when I was in Taiwan, but that was when I was with my family and my mom would take care of me. She would cook everything for me. I just needed to stay in bed. But this time I was dealing with something alone and I couldn't tell anyone. Like I didn't tell my parents. Oh, yeah. And yeah, worst nightmare.
1: <laughs> it was the biggest thing that's happened to me. Personally, as well. I actually got a nightmare last night. I dreamt that I had COVID the second time. Oh, God. (laughs) So, yeah, you can just see how traumatized I am now.
0: Yeah, we're all very careful now. Mm, yeah, I definitely feel like I've gr- you know I went through this, so I feel like I've grown up a bit. But, yeah. but mainly, but I got through this mainly because of friends. If I mm-hmm. were alone, I definitely wouldn't be able to go through this. It would be so hard yeah, for me. So for sure. thankful for my friends, Tanya, uh, Julia, Alice, oh. everyone. Yes, everyone. It's nice that we have each Vanessa. other. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. It is. So. This episode is getting very long, but I hope the listeners have made it through here. If you have, Mm -hmm. thank you for listening to our experience. And I hope you guys are staying safe and well, because I really don't want anyone to go through what I had to go through. So please be careful.
0: Mm -hmm. Obviously, we don't want to scare people, but like, it's important to stay safe still. Especially with like restrictions easing next week, especially in England. Yeah. So... Yeah. stay. remember to stay safe. Look after yourself. Wear, so. Yeah, wear a mask, sanitize, wash your hands. I mean, hopefully this will be insightful. Like you understand what it's like to mm-hmm. get COVID. Not, like, but w- of course, hope that you guys don't get COVID. If you ever get into the same situation, hopefully you will um, feel better and know what to do. Yeah. But please stay safe. Wouldn't wish it on anyone.
1: And I think just by being safe yourself is um, a responsible action for others too because you don't want to spread the virus hypothetically if you got it. and mm-hmm. So yeah, that is it for this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it, learned a few things and we have reminded you guys to sanitize yourselves. Yep, we hope COVID will go away soon. We're all in this together. Oh God, so cheap. I'm going
0: to to musical again. So yeah, stay safe. We love
1: you. That is all. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you like this episode, feel free to share it with your friends and family. You can find us on all listening platforms and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Better Lake Podcast to stay updated. Thank you guys for sticking around and we hope to see y'all soon. Bye. Bye.